podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Fire for them, fire for them. If you're looking for that 35 bag umbrella and all damn thing there, keep it locked with this Unomics podcast. 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 Yo, 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 what's going on, beautiful people? You're now, of course, locked into this Dishonomics Podcast. I hope you've had a great week so far. Make sure you check out the previous week's episode, episode 316, How South Africa Cooked Israel Court. So I go through great detail what the ICJ is, why South Africa referred Israel to the ICJ, how that differs from the ICC, which is where Hamas and Israel are likely to have criminal charges. Hamas can't be referred to the ICJ. You'll find out why in that episode. I spoke on what was South Africa's motivation, their ties to the Palestinian people, and the arguments they put forward. I also analysed the arguments the Israelis put forward, and I gave like my thoughts on that. Also, make sure you check out Dysonomics on YouTube. I dropped a video last week regarding the same topic. So if you want to see a visual representation with images and newspaper articles to kind of back up the points I'm making, you want to check that out. Dysonomics on YouTube, link will be in the description. Now, this week's episode, we're going to be speaking about the post office scandal, right? And it is completely and utterly scandalous, right? Innocent people, many of them have been convicted due to a system error. Error 404 sending man to jail, losing people's mortgages, so on and so forth. It is an absolute horror show. And now, so <laughs> I just can't believe this. And what's crazy, I never really knew about this up until the news broke in recent times. So I'm going to give you people the gist regarding that. And I'm also going to speak a bit on the latest with Israel Gaza with regards to Netanyahu, Ben Gavir, pretty much embarrassing the United States and rejecting a two-state solution. So that's going to be in the back end of the pod. On the front end, we're going to talk about domestic matters, and that is the ridiculous post office scandal. How a system error ruined the lives of innocent people. Coming up shortly after the break. Hi, it's MXM and listen to the Dysonomics podcast because it's late. It's late. It's late. Yo, what's going on, beautiful people? This topic here is actually mad. It is actually mad. The post office scandal. Now, post office scandal isn't when they, lo- they lose your ASOS delivery. Fun fact, I had a madness. Shout out my boy, old Banks amazing personal shopper check him out on um, instagram literally i believe it was in november he had this these beautiful pair of brown lv trainers i was like yeah let me grab them off you he shipped them to me special delivery they did not turn up they still didn't turn up they still did not turn up chasing post office go to my local depot they say they don't know where it is it got posted by him they got a tracking they don't know where it is best believe it turned up like at the end of december (laughs) <laughs> crazy I know some people have lost packages had issues I've had that in the past it's crazy but this is not that type of scandal we are talking about this is a lot more sinister between 1999 and the year 2015 the post office prosecuted 700 sub postmasters and sub postmistresses now a submaster or submistress are self-employed business operators. So these people are approved by a post office to act as their agents running the post office branches. So it's almost like a franchise, like effectively. So that's what a post, a sub postmaster and a sub post mistress is. So you guys are aware going forward. 
So as I said, they prosecuted 700 sub-postmasters and sub-postmistresses between 1999 and 2015, yeah? This averaged for about one a week. <laughs> and this is based on Horizon Computer Accounting System. Now I work in finance, you have different accounting systems and they help you record your books digitally so you know what's going on. Another 283 cases were brought by other bodies such as the Crown Prosecution System, also known as the CPS. Some people went to prison. Some people went to prison for false accounting and theft fam. Obviously people, people also financially destroyed despite repeatedly warning the post office that these systems were faulty. This accounting package is incorrect and it keeps making mistakes. So after two decades worth of campaigning, and thank God for these campaigners, they won a legal battle to have their cases reconsidered, right? So, so far, only 93 of the almost 900 have been overturned. So 10%. The government have a plan in which victims will be able to sign a form that will declare their innocence in order to have their convictions overturned and claim a certain amount of compensation. Imagine being convicted criminally for something you did not do due to a system error. No, no, I am fighting tooth and nail for the wildest amount of compensation. Think of the stress, which we won't get into all the, all the, the negative externalities that's happened, but think of all the stress, the disgrace, people not believing you, the financial strain, how it impacts you trying to gain employment or run business going forward. And even if you have this business going, think about all the potential compound interest and the investments and the wealth you could have accumulated if it wasn't for this. Horrifying. So down the street, which is um, Prime Minister's office, has also said they will work with Scotland as well as Northern Ireland to ensure the victims who are wrongly accused can be cleared. And Lord willing, everybody gets their um, gets their clearance and hefty compensation in the coming weeks and months. What's interesting is that the Metropolitan Police are now investigating the post office over potential fraud offences regarding these prosecutions. Was there fraud going on? We're going to find out. A public inquiry began three years ago, um, almost exactly to the month, um, February 2021, where, of course, the victims are looking for the adequate level of accountability as well as a redress. Hundreds were wrongly convicted in the post office scandal. And these people could have their names clear this year after emergency laws were, in were announced to swiftly exonerate and compensate victims. And it's very important that this happened. The government put under a severe amount of pressure to quickly rectify this complete and utter mishap. Um, the post office minister, Kevin Hollenrake, said that the victims, they had been, sorry, let me repeat this. Post office minister, Kevin Hollenrake, said that they had been victims of a brutal and arbitrary exercise of power. He added that one billion pounds had been budgeted for compensation payments. And I hope they get every single penny and some. There were more than 900 convictions linked to the scandal over 16 years. And as I said, only 10% of these have currently been overturned. So let's look at the Horizon system. So what is this system that caused all this wahala? Well, this is a Japanese system developed by Fujitsu. I'm sure you've heard of this company. And it was adopted by the post office in 1999. What is tragic is that submasters and submistresses complained about the bugs in the systems after it falsely reported shortfalls, often to the tune of thousands of pounds. So this means that after you've done your reconciliations in your accounting, there is thousands of pounds missing. And due to contractual obligations, 
with the um, post office, the submasters and the submistresses have are actually contractually responsible for the shortfalls and often they will use their own money to plug the gap. Obviously, this led to many becoming bankrupt and losing their livelihoods. What's crazy is that this system is still, still in use by the post office today. Now, what impact has this had on people? Well, people's marriages have broken down. Some families believe that the stress has led to health conditions, addiction, premature deaths. Of course, we've heard of people being criminally convicted and end up in jail. This has been a brutal, brutal impact on the people involved. Now, look, now let's look at the compensation possible. 4,000 people in total have been told they are eligible for compensation in three separate schemes that are currently in operation. So there is the GLO scheme, which is a group litigation order. There's the overturn conviction scheme and there's the horizon shortfall scheme. So let's look at the, the GLO scheme first, the group litigation order. This is for 555 former postmasters, including those that have been crim that had criminal convictions who brought a group lawsuit and received a relatively small payout after legal costs were paid. They will now be offered an upfront payment of 75 racks, which is 75,000 pounds, but about two thirds are expected to turn that offer down and push for more, as they should. How can I be wrong to convince you offer me 75K? Get the bleep out my face. Scheme number two, the overturn conviction scheme. This scheme allowed those in the category to choose to take a fast track 600,000 pound settlement or they can enter a negotiation if they feel they're entitled to more. All eligible people, all eligible people are entitled to interim payment of 163,000 while their final settlements are processed. Are processed. So they get an initial 163,000 pounds and then whatever the final settlement is, they'll get that later on as it's processed. Of the 93 convictions that have been overturned, only 30 of these people have been agreed, have agreed to full and final settlements. But when the government's promise the law to overturn the convictions linked to the scandal becomes reality, hundreds more people will be eligible for this. And finally, you have the Horizon shortfall scheme. This is intended for the sub-postmasters who are not convicted or part of the GLO court action, but believe they experienced shortfalls because of the system. And obviously they would have been having to pay this out of their own pockets. They can apply to have their case independently assessed and possibly be compensated at the end of it. It has received more than 2,700 claims so far in this system. So you've got people who've been offered upfront payment of 75K and they're not having it. People who could get up to 600,000 and it'll be fast-tracked, but they're probably, some of them are gonna fight for more. And those who may have had to subsidize the shortfalls that aren't actual legit shortfalls. Um, so I was reading the BBC um, articles on this, and I read quite a few, and Professor Chris Hodges, who's the chair of the Independent Horizon Compensation Advisory Board, told the BBC that individual compensation payments have reached as much as well over £1 million. So some people are really, really, really eating off this, as they should. And of course, as I said prior, these schemes are funded by the government. However, what's interesting is that Fujitsu's European director, Paul Patterson, told MPs that his firm had a moral obligation, which is a quote, to make a contribution, as they should because it's your system that messed up. He said that Fujitsu con will contribute to the redress and will be determined by how clear their responsibility is. And obviously, based on this level of responsibility, they will get involved in conversation. What's interesting is that nobody has really been held for account 
regarding the scandal. Not Fujitsu, not the post office. Um, the former post office um, chief executive, um, Paula Venels, was heavily criticised and she said she will hand back her CBE after a petition called for it to remove gathered more than one million signatures. Boy, that is a quite tragic state of affairs. I hope these people get every ounce of money, not sorry, every penny of money they deserve. And I think heads needs to roll regarding everybody who was involved in this in terms of people who um, received the queries and the uh, complaints raised by the postmasters because this is absolutely, absolutely disgusting. And every person who was affected, I hope they get their coin and some. Now that is the domestic news. We're going to speak about Israel shortly after this ad break. So people, what's happened this week? Well, we've seen several, we've seen loads of withdrawals from troops in Gaza, which is interesting, of course. And it looks like there's going to be action in the Northern border with Hezbollah and Israel are preparing for war. It seems like Benjamin Netanyahu, the prime minister, who's actually faced in domestic um, fraudulent charges, like he's currently in trial now, is doing his best to prolong his political career. He didn't exactly blow the election away. He had to link up, had to do a bad bitch link up with the white jobs, far right white jobs um, for the Likud um, coalition party. And obviously people in Israel they're not fans of him right now, for obvious reasons. The war is not going great. The hostages are still not here. So he's trying to prolong his political career. And I think he's trying to pick fights to prolong the political career because when you're in war, like we can't really get rid of the government in the ideal world. And what's interesting is you get the US and the Western world who are supporting Israel, pretending that there's no genocidal case. You've seen France come out, say Germany. Germany's the biggest disgrace because First of all, your CV is very, very disgusting with what you did regarding the Holocaust, what you did to the people um, in Africa, in places like Namibia and Tanzania. And then you have Cameron, who he knows better. Wafflings, pissing me off. Pissing me right off, right? So we have that going on. Um, Hamas announced that two, or was it two? Two um, is, um, hostages were killed by Israeli airstrikes um, uh, and they showed the evidence, the video, the visual evidence. CNN dropped a new story sh showing that the Israeli troops have destroyed and desecrated 16 different graveyards, cemeteries in Gaza, which I think is completely, utterly abhorrent. What else has been happening? Obviously, several people still being killed mercilessly. And what is super interesting is all the people in the West saying Israel's right to defend itself. We want a two-state solution. That's how things get solved. We've had Biden say, yeah, Netanyahu believes in two-state solution. Disanomous listeners know, disanomous followers know, I've been saying since the start of this conflict that the people in this government are totally insane. They believe in a greater Israel, which is taking over Gaza and the West Bank, and they're not believing in a two-state solution at all. They believe in a one-state Israeli solution. And if it's up to them, they'll get rid of these guys. They've made that very clear. I thought it was super clear from the actors of the bombing 
they're literally just clearing out residential places. I don't know how you can have self-defense against 10,000 kids. I don't even know how you can have self-defense against the place you're occupying. I don't know how it could be called self-defense when you are consistently the aggressor. I don't know how you can say you're defending yourself against a place without an army. They've got a militia group, of course, that don't have tanks, that don't have fighter jets, that don't have anti-missile ammunition, that their missiles that they launch on your land get intercepted. So what are you self-defending from? It doesn't make sense to me. I'm sorry. <laughs> it doesn't make sense to me. Anyway, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, um, National Security Minister Ben Gavir, I think it's the Finance Minister Smotrich. I've repeatedly said in recent times, they've become even more boastful about how they want to start to push out Palestinians from Gaza and Israel to have a security occupation. Ben Gavir has already started, Ben Gavir was already passing weapons to settlers in the West Bank and there's been more settlements being built and contracts being agreed. What's interesting is how people can speak about this two-state solution, two-state solution. This week, we had two major developments. One, in a speech, Prime Minister Netanyahu said blatantly from the from from west of Jordan, which is the West Bank, to the river, which is where the Gaza Strip is, Israel will have full security control and occupation. That is the exact equivalent of saying from river to the sea. Now, from my research, from the river to the sea, even when the Palestinians and support of Palestinians are saying it's still a controversial sentiment, because there is clear historical evidence of this being said in a way that, oh, Israel shouldn't exist. And people believe they have rights to say so. But also people do say in a sense where it's not about, we don't want Israel to exist. We want from the West Bank to Gaza, we want to be free from Israeli occupation. But we were told from the prime minister, uh, uh, not Priti Patel, uh, what's her name? Oh, I forgot her, this, this stupid woman's name. Oh, former foreign secretary, Suella Braverman, uh, to, to, they said it in Germany, said it in France, they said it in America, they said it, Piers Morgan on TV, BBC News, Sky News, that this is, pe the Metropolitan Police, that this is a genocidal rhetoric. Every time people, every time Palestinian protesters in London, no one in the conflict, with no real power as individuals, they're just individuals, all they could do is vote. This was genocidal statement. But when the Prime Minister of Israel, who actually has power, who has currently killed over 25,000 people, 10,000 women, 60,000 people, and 10,000 kids, so I say, 60,000 people wounded or maimed, 70% buildings destroyed, 85% of people displaced, 80% of the world's hungriest people in Gaza. When he says it, I saw, I deliberately searched those words. I saw no explicit reference in headline or stories from Sky News or BBC. When Kirk, Mr. Kirby, who's the spokesperson for the United States president, was asked about this, he started rambling by, oh yeah, this statement is not very helpful, it's divisive and that's the mission of Hamas. Bro, Hamas didn't say it. It was Netanyahu, he just avoided it. It's insane. It is truly insane what's happening. And then to further make 
is for the United States, especially President Biden, uh, Rishi Sunak, Keir Starmer, Germany, France, and everybody else look even more stupid. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu and Ben Gavir tweeted. Ben Gavir first tweeted, I have always been against the Palestinian state. Because he's probably thinking, bro, if you remember, you recently, I've been about this. Like, this is not new. I've always been against this. And then Benjamin Netanyahu said, from the west of Jordan to the river, we're going to have security control. They're basically calling Biden a punk, bro. We don't care what you say. This is what we're on. So there can't be a two-state solution if you're pussyfooting around Israel. You got you got to hold them to account. You got reprimand them, and this is why they need to be held in contempt by the ICJ and the ICC. It's ridiculous, fam. They they said it blatantly now. They said it blatantly. Yet weapons are still being supplied to these people. Yet vetoes will be supplied to people. Yet political support or supply to these people. It's horrifying. Another update, Hamas released a 17-page document about October 7th, their motivations, and it's quite interesting. I'm going to read it again and do a breakdown. I might actually do a video on it. Um, people might flag me for terrorism, I don't know. <laughs> but I'm going to do it anyway. But yeah, let me know what you guys think, man. Let me know what I think. I know YouTube will be dropping probably later on this week. I've got a very busy... Uh, Monday and Tuesday but yeah I hope you guys enjoyed that until next week peace and blessings bow Sports Social Podcast Network